0: Welcome to Season 4 of the Jesus, Joy, and Java podcast. I am your host, Patty Nava. In this season, we will be learning about the promises of God. There are many promises in the Bible. Do you have a promise of God that you hold on to? I invite you to draw closer to God in the next few weeks as we learn about God's character and how this reassures us that He is faithful to keep His promises for those of us who believe in Him. Welcome to part 7 of the Promises of God. Today we will be learning about the promise in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Before we begin, let me just clarify that in this promise, Jesus is not endorsing the name it and claim it movement. I know I'm probably going to lose some listeners, but as I said from the very beginning, I am not here to tickle your ear or to be your so-called spiritual coach. No, I am here to share what it says in the Bible, and that's nothing but the truth. Okay, let's get started. If you only read Mark eleven twenty-four and don't read what is before and after it, you would not get the full meaning of this verse. Why don't we take it way back to mark ten seventeen to twenty two Let's read those verses as Jesus started on his way. A man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, "What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. you shall not murder." you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, and you shall not defraud, and you should honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and go give to the poor and you will have the treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. So here we can see that this man was not ready to abandon what was keeping him in bondage, his riches. The old way was to obey the law and to atone by sacrifices, But now we know that with Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, such ceremony is no longer needed. Belief, meaning humble, trusting faith, the kind reflected in an attitude of forgiveness towards others, as it says in Mark 11.25, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you you your sins we must have this heart of forgiveness to come before god there is no longer a call for rituals performed in a sacred space with priests as the middlemen hebrews 4 16 says let us then approach god's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need Faith is the most important element in our relationship with God. In Mark eleven twenty three, 23, Jesus says that if you have faith, you can command a mountain to jump into the sea. He also taught the disciples in John 14 13 that they must ask in his name and that their prayers must be in accordance with God's will. He even explains it in another way in John 15, 7. He says that if they remain in Him or abide in Him, they can ask anything and it will be done for them. Isn't it beautiful to be able to call ourselves a daughter of the King? We have the privilege to come before Him through His Son Jesus and by faith believe that He will answer our prayer according to His will and plan for our life. Sadly, many people have it all twisted and have turned this into some type of positive thinking or motivational mantra. They might even combine the scripture with a power-of-thinking-rich ritual or a name-it-and-claim-it-and-declare-it-feel-good type of message. But when they're disappointed, They go back to their little genie in the bottle and keep rubbing it until they finally realize that they have been deceived. When all they needed to do was abide in Christ and live a life that is in line with God's will. And as we learned in part 3 of this series, the Holy Spirit guides us and changes our heart to be aligned with His. Now let's dig a little deeper into the context of today's verse. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. If we go back a few verses, we can see that Jesus says this after he teaches the disciples the lesson of the fig tree. Let's read Mark chapter 11, Verses 12 to 14. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs, and he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again and his disciples heard it. Here we see that Jesus and the disciples are standing on the Mount of Olives. They are looking at the Temple Mount, where for generations Jews have brought sacrifices for their sins in order to be right with God, so he can hear their prayers. By cursing the fig tree, Jesus was showing the disciples that the whole nation had become spiritually barren before the Lord. They were religious on the outside but in reality there was no real fruit being produced their hearts were far from god later in this chapter we see that jesus teaches his disciples a lesson about prayer and faith in mark 11 verses 20 to 25. let's read those verses together as they pass by in the morning they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Let's be clear. What we ask for in prayer, we must ask with the right intentions. In James chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, it says the following What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight you do not have because you do not ask god when you ask you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures so you see our requests must be with the right intention and must also be within god's will as it says in first john chapter 5 verses 14 and 15 this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. The Bible promises in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So let's pray for wisdom and ask God to show us His will for our life. When we do this, we will receive what we ask for. If we ask without wisdom, we won't ask according to His will and have no reason to expect such a request to be granted. Let's always keep in mind that it is ultimately up to God how and when He answers our prayers. It may not be according to our plan or our schedule, but it will definitely be according to His plans and purpose for our lives. God just wants us to come to Him in prayer and to have faith. He wants us to put our trust in Him and believe that He knows what is best for us. Father knows best, right? Also keep in mind that sometimes God will say no. Because he has a bigger plan for your life. He has a higher and greater purpose to achieve something through the situation or the trial that you're facing. You only need to trust him. Have you ever prayed and prayed and prayed the same prayer, but your prayer was not answered? But still we prayed and we prayed some more? I can remember a few times in my life when that has happened. And it wasn't until later that I would understand that God had something greater for me. Sometimes we tend to put God in such a small box that we forget that He's omnipresent and He sees everything. He sees the bigger picture. Let's take a look at the Apostle Paul. I know you're probably thinking, Paul again. (laughs) Well, he just happens to be my favorite apostle because I can relate to him on so many levels. We see in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7-9, through the Apostle Paul begged God to take away that thorn in the flesh, but God said no. God allowed Satan to torment Paul through this thorn in the flesh, ultimately for God's own good and greater purpose. God was concerned with building Paul's character and preventing pride in his life. Through it, Paul learned that God's power is made perfect in weakness. Amen? Sweet sisters, let's bring our needs and requests before the Lord in prayer and faith. As we draw closer to God and build our relationship with Him, may our will align with His. And no matter how He answers our prayers, if it is yes, maybe, or no, Let's give him all the glory because he knows what's best for his daughters. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope that you are encouraged to draw closer to God so that your faith may increase and your will may be aligned with his. Trust and believe that if you are praying with the right intentions, God will answer your prayers in his perfect timing. Please join me next week as we learn about a new promise of God. I am so excited to share with you that I have partnered up with my sweet sister in Christ, Carissa Trecker, at Mary and Martha, a Dayspring company. Her mission is to bring eternal hope and encouragement to every home and to build up women in faith and in business. At Mary and Martha, you will find items for your heart, your home, your table, and your kids. I especially love their books. Two that I strongly recommend for this journey as we learn about God's promises are A Heart of God by Elizabeth Elliott and 60 Promises to Pray Over Your Children. I have included the links for these books in the show notes and at the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page at fb.com slash Jesus, Joy, Java. I also recommend that you join Carissa's Mary and Martha Facebook group where she provides daily encouragement and she shares about the amazing items you can find in the Mary and Martha catalog. You can find the link to her Facebook group in the show notes and also at the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page. If today's episode has inspired you to grow closer to God through His Word, please share this podcast with a sister friend. Your sharing and caring has allowed the Jesus, Joy, and Java podcast to rank in the top 30% of the most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. Please continue to help me get God's word to more women all over the world. And don't forget to follow Jesus, Joy, and Java on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All of the links are in the show notes. May our lives always be filled with more Jesus, more joy, and more Java. See you next week.